This is the first time. Chirp Radio's live storytelling and music series recorded at Martyrs in Chicago's North Center neighborhood. Here's your host, Jen Sodini. Okay, guys, up next, it's my pleasure to introduce Azabel Eckford. He has he is a multi-talented, multifaceted artist, hip-hop visual media, storytelling, theater. His main gig is at Story Catchers Theater where they do work with court-involved youth. That's a place to check out. He also has a hip-hop record called I'm Possible, available wherever you can find music. Guys, give it up for Oswald Eckford. Yeah, everybody just calls me Oz for short. Yep, just like the Wizard of Oz, but I prefer the Wiz. <laughs> you guys got it. I'm keeping the PJ going. Yeah. Love you already. Love you already. <laughs> um, I would like to dedicate this story that I'm about to tell to my best friend Duke, who passed away a little over a year ago. So uh, some people are cat people, and some people are dog people. I would find out that I am definitely a dog person. Um, always loved dogs as a kid. Whenever I would see them, I would want to go up to them and, and pet them and just like rub them. You know, I always wanted like my own lassie or something like that. You know, I would always ask my mom, you know, can you get me a dog? And she would say, you know, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to see a man about a dog. I'll bring your puppy back. And then she would return without a dog. My mom's in the audience, so I'm trying to make her feel guilty about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I always loved dogs. And one day I was actually walking with my mom and she saw a friend from high school who had a black Labrador dog. And I asked the friend, could I pet the dog? And he said, yes. And so I started playing with the dog. I, we played catch with a tennis ball and frisbee. It was a really good time. And the dog like just slobbered all over my face like I was in heaven for like an hour. You know, and, and it, it even lasted a little longer for about a week until I was rushed to the hospital and I had to have my appendix removed because I contracted pinworms from the dog licking me in my face. <laughs> yep. So, you know, still loved dogs, uh, <laughs> but uh, definitely letting them lick me in my face from that point on wasn't gonna happen. Um, fast forward a couple of years, um, I'm probably about 24, at this point, I'm spending the night over uh, my friend Francisco's house. And uh, he has this little dog that I was pretty cool with. Never let him lick me in my face. But, you know, <laughs> I, I would pet him. And uh, that night, you know, uh, it got late. Decided to stay over Francisco's house. And he let me stay in his guest room. When I woke up that morning, Gizmo, the little dog, was in bed with me, lying by my head. At the time, I didn't think anything of it other than Gizmo smelled kind of funny. You know, um, for the next month, I would have these coughing attacks where sometimes I would end up in a fetal position on the ground feeling like my ribs were about to explode. Now, this was also during a time that H1N1 was around. So after a while, I started to think that maybe I had somehow contracted H1N1, even though the symptoms didn't quite fit. Eventually, I went to the emergency room because I just couldn't take it anymore. And the doctors came and said, hey, are you allergic to dogs? And I said, I don't, I don't think so. They said, well, we, we think you are. Like, 
you, what you have seems more like an, an allergic reaction to dogs. And the only thing I could think about was gizmo. It's like, ugh, gizmo, damn it, you know? And I started to feel like this, you know, attraction that I had to dogs was like, you know, gonna be the death of me. So, you know, now whenever I saw dogs, it was like, I just kept a safe distance. Like, I didn't want to get too close because I, I thought I would have an allergic reaction and end up in the hospital again. It's like, I already gave an appendix. What more do I have to give? You know? <laughs> so, fast forward again uh, to me meeting uh, a girl named Sydney who would become my current girlfriend. We're kind of hanging together. We're at that point where we haven't really decided that we're dating. We're just kind of hanging, you know? And so, uh, but I really like her, and I haven't officially asked her out yet, and so I'm trying to figure out what's going to be the right time to ask her out on a date. And so I decide this particular week that at some point this week, I'm going to figure out how to ask her out and confess my feelings. Coincidentally, she calls me one night, and she says, hey, I'm cooking dinner. You should come over. I got something really cool to tell you about. I'm like, boy, I'm in there. Yeah. But, you know, I'm like, she's cooking dinner. She got something important to tell me. I thought I was going to have to confess my love, but she's about to confess her love, and it's going to be awesome. So, and I got dressed, threw on a cologne, everything, hopped in the car, picked up, uh, you know, a little rose or whatever, you know, that I was, if stuff went bad, I was going to say, I just bought it for, you know, the decor, you know. I knock on the door. And I hear footsteps coming to the door, and she opens the door, and she goes, look what I got. And next thing I know, this little black and white cute king cavalier dog comes out, tag, tail wagging, and he's looking at me, and all I could think is, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, and I, it's just that, this this the face, I think this is the exact face I made, like. You got a doll. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, isn't he cute? And uh, you got a, yeah, you got a doll. <laughs> you know, and she's like, come in, then it's almost ready. And I'm like, coming in, of course, the dog's like jumping on my knee, but I'm kind of okay because he can't come be above my knee. But I'm nervous as hell because I'm, I'm thinking like, this is going to end bad. Before I get to confess my love, I'm going to have some type of allergic reaction. Like my lungs are going to close, my throat's going to close. I don't know what's going to happen, you know. That night goes on, and it actually ended up being pretty cool. Like, I fell in love with Duke. Uh, he was being a little bit of a cock blocker, if I must admit. <laughs> Every time me and Sydney sat on the couch, he, like, you know, tried to get in between, you know. But we did end up howling together, you know, which I think kind of sealed our bond. So as time goes on, I eventually confess my love, and she says yes, and we're together. We eventually uh, move in together, and so Duke is now my dog, not just her dog. Um, as sometimes when we walked down the street, Sydney would see other dogs that were able to walk off leash, and she would go, oh, I wish Duke was cool enough so he could walk off leash. Duke was a badass. Don't get me wrong. He was like a 25-pounder small, and he would bark at pit bulls, and I liked him for that. I liked him for that, you know? But I also, he scared me because I was like, Duke, if that dog decides to eat you, I got to throw you to him because I don't want to get eaten, you know? So, but... Being with Sydney, I decided that I wanted to make this happen. I wanted to make Duke walk off leash. So I looked up a bunch of YouTube videos. I took them in our basement, and I, you know, 
I, I followed the videos with a treat, giving them a treat, and then not giving them a treat and having them. And Duke was doing pretty good, so good that I felt that I could tell Sydney that I had taught him this trick. You know, even tried it outside a couple of times. So one night, it's in the summer, we're walking on the beach, um, and I decided to do it. I got the treats in my pocket, and so I said, hey, look at what I taught Duke. And I run about 20 feet ahead, and I say, it's okay. Let him go. Let him off the leash. Let the leash go. And I pull out a treat, and he comes to me, and I'm like, bow, look what your boy did. <laughs> you know? And so I do that about four more times. I decide to do it a fifth time. The fifth time, I don't have a treat on me. Okay? So I get down, and I'm like, come on, Duke, come on. And she just lets him go because he's come the first four times. I don't know if he just decided I'm done with this trick or if he noticed that I didn't have a treat in my hand, but he just stops halfway, kind of looks at me and does what I proceed to, to look like a grin, like, you know, that kind of way they like kind of go, <laughs> but I take it as like, I got your ass, try this treat. And he just takes off to the left, you know? And he goes about 15 feet to a tree and he pees on it. You know, and I'm like, okay, we're, we're still good. He just had to pee. He'll come. And I'm like, come on, Duke. Come on, Duke. And he gives me that look again and just starts walking in that direction towards the lake. So we're walking behind him. And we're like, come on, Duke. Come on, Duke. And he's doing this thing where he, like, never lets us get, like, within 10 feet of him. If we do, he kind of, like, walks a little faster or he runs. But he looks back and he gives that look. And I'm like, Duke, come on. Come on, Duke. Come on. My girlfriend's kind of trailing behind, and I'm like, oh, shit, I can't lose this dog. I can't lose this dog. Like, dogs are like people's kids. You know, you can't, like, you, you, there's no coming back from that. Like, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, Duke, come on, boy. Come on, come back, come back, come back. And he's just doing, doing that one thing. All of a sudden, I hear, now my girlfriend's in heels. She's walking in these heels. Now, I should tell you, she's like a professional dancer at this point. She danced for an Ecuadorian company. She just bolts, in heels, full sprint after him. Duke turns around, sees her running, and he bolts, but he's stopping to pee on trees. <laughs> you know? But they're, they're bolting. I'm trying to keep up with her, but I can't. My cardio sucks. So I'm just like, hey, keep going, babe. You almost got him. You on his ass. Keep going. I'm going to go right, and I'm going to cut him off. Just make him go right. I'm going to be right there. And I run this path to the right, and I end up in darkness. And I don't know where the hell I am. You know? And I just start thinking, I'm like, oh, my God, I just lost her dog. She's not catching him. It's no way. You know, I just lost her baby. We got to break up. It has to happen. You know, I, I just lost her baby. So all of a sudden, I hear, hey. I turn around, and she has Duke on a short lease. And she's doing that fast walk. Women, I'm pretty sure you guys know it's that walk you do when you're, like, really pissed off. You know? And it looks like you're taking small steps, but no one can keep up with you. You know? <laughs> you know? So she's doing that fast walk. And Duke, his facial expression, I'm looking at him, and maybe I'm projecting onto him what I was feeling, but it seemed like he had that look of like, oh shit, I should not have run. And she, and she just walks past me, and I'm like, you caught him. And she doesn't say anything. She's stone-faced, and she's like, let's go home. And I'm like, oh shit. And so Duke is walking behind her, and she, she loosens up the leash, and he's just looking like back at me like, are we good? Are we good? And I'm looking at him like, we cool, but I don't know what's happening here, <laughs> you know? And so, you know, it was the first major issue that, that we kind of had where I felt like me and him were in the doghouse together, you know? And so we just kept, like, 
He made us run. We were when we started, we were on Tui and Sheridan. By the time we caught up with Duke, he was pretty much by the Loyola campus. So yeah, if you if you know what that is, you know that's some bullshit, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So we have to run to catch him that far and then walk back. So the whole time we walk back, my girl's walking fast as hell because she's doing an angry walk. And I'm, I'm taking big ass steps, like basically jogging to keep up with her, you know? And he's like even doing like, you know, <laughs> trying to keep up with her. And I, I just remember thinking like, oh man, you know, like this is going to be crazy. I, I hope she forgives me. And she did. Um, I dedicated this story to Duke because he passed a year ago. Yeah. One of the best friends I ever had. Thank you guys for listening. You've been listening to a Chirp Radio podcast of our live storytelling and music series, The First Time. Our storyteller was Azabel Eckford. 
and the first time four performed Who Let the Dogs Out by Baja Men. The first time four is Steve Frisbee, Liam Davis, Gerald Dowd, and Scott Stevenson. To hear more first time pieces, check out the series website, firsttime.chirpradio.org. And you can find other podcasts produced by the station at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next. <laughs>